cannot be earnest. A one-man band who pulls no punches. Join me as I foolishly attempt to pull back the curtain on the madness of the world. Your home for thought-provoking topics, laughs, and plenty of unpopular opinions. There's no interviews, there's no talking over other hosts, it's just me and the mic. Tune in. You know, what CVS Pharmacy is doing to me right now is is borderline harassment. It's Can I Be Earnest podcast, episode 52. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Yeah, it's borderline harassment what CVS Pharmacy is doing to me right now. And I don't have to take it. If it were any individual doing this, Stalking claims could be made. What am I talking about? There's a prescription that I have to pick up at the pharmacy. For some type of procedure I'm having done in another two months. Unbeknownst to me, my doctor put in the order maybe, I don't know, a few days ago. Why? I don't know considering I'm 60 days away from visiting him. And I don't have to really get started on the medication just yet. And I'm not a meds guy, you know, never really had to pop pills and and do anything crazy like that. I I let nature take its course, uh, you know, and I heal on my own for the most part. But this was necessary. One of the uh, many ailments of 2021 for yours truly but it'll pass it's it's nothing major but he puts the prescription in and cbs has called my phone around the clock for the past week automated messages damn near threatening me if i don't pick up this prescription they're gonna shelf it we're gonna shelf your shit if you don't get over here Get your ass over here. Now, I don't live too far from this pharmacy. 15 minutes away, tops. In fact, I don't work too far from there either. I'm maybe five minutes away. But I'm not in the mood. I don't want to pick up the... I don't want to pick up the damn meds. Trying to clean up my act over here. I'm 60 days away. I'll get it when I want to get it. When I've gone to that pharmacy towards the back where all the doctors are and all that good stuff, there's medication for months just shelved up. Why are you picking on little old me? Let my med stay there for 60 more days. So what? I don't want to pick it up. How do you know I can pick it up right now? What if the funds aren't there? What if I'm physically unable to get to this location? Does anyone take that into account? No, of course not. The doctor put in the order. Perhaps, you know, these guys don't know. Maybe they think this is urgent and and, and damn it, you're a patient. Get over here. Your doctor called us. He wants this in. Get your ass over here. Get over here. 
But there should be like a disclaimer when doctors do that. Hey, listen, I'm putting in a prescription for Mr. Anning, you know, uh, uh, for a procedure in three months. That way, when it gets closer to that time, then you make the phone calls. Then you blow my phone up from from dawn to dusk. Or is it dusk to dawn? I don't know. You get the drift. I think I was right the first time. But then you can play, you know, cutesy with my phone and, 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 and blow it up. I had to block CVS. Who blocks pharmaceuticals? Me. This is borderline harassment. This is on, this is on the cusp of, of, of avoiding your baby mother or, or avoiding that, that ex-girlfriend or, you know, who knows? They're on that list now, that blacklist. So now I look at my phone and I see an icon. I see the voicemail icon. Listen, it's 2021. No one really leaves me voicemails anymore. Maybe with the exception of my father, who just hasn't come to grips with technology and realizing that, hey, you know, I can see there's a missed call. Most people now, when, you know, you call and there's whatever, there's this, you can see missed call. You might shoot him a text. Hey, just gave you, you know, just, just give me a buzz back. I just called your phone, whatever the case may be. But my, my pops and CVS are the only ones that leave voicemails. But this is, this is what it's come to where I have to sit back and reassess and say to myself, you know, I'm blocking you bastards because you're not going to call me two and three times a day to pick up some medication. You just, you're just not doing it. And, and these physicians know this medication isn't urgent. My life doesn't depend on this. They, they, they have the order. Stop the harassment, man. No one has time for that. I'm this close from going back to a flip phone. Now, a flip phone won't do much justice. You can still leave voice messages. So perhaps I just, you know, need to remove myself from from the grid entirely. No cell phones at all. How would you get in touch with me? Email me. That's how. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to detach myself and get off the grid. I don't like harassment, man. I like my peace. I don't want anyone blowing my phone up unless it's an emergency. Simple as that. I'm not apologizing for that. My phone is usually silent. Silencio. A few texts here and there, mainly notifications and emails, you know, garbage emails at that. Sometimes you get some weird, you know, uh, job offers from from who knows, contract roles, six months in Indonesia. Hey, Ernest, we've seen your resume. We think you'll be a great fit for this position in Beijing. So you thought it was it was it was cool to, to blow my phone up with an email, an American citizen and offer me a, a position in China. See, I get stuff like that on my phone. And I have to scratch my head. You, you're a recruiter from where? And you saw my resume where? 
and you thought I was a good fit, a six-month role in another time zone? You didn't even give me a, a, a location close to where you know I live. Maybe I can take an, an hour drive. You told me to go about 14 hours. Eh, listen, man. See, that I want to remove myself from that. And how does one begin? Do you just, just strip your identity from the internet? It's too late. We've been on the internet for, for most of us who've had access to the internet. You know, I'd say since the start of Google, which might have been in, I don't know, mid to late 2000s, we're 10 years deep. Our, our information is, is, is done. They know us. They own us. Back in the Yahoo and the AOL days, the early, early days of the internet, Maybe you had a chance to kind of remove yourself for good. But that's it. Screwed with a capital S. So I've got to really think this one over. I'm not going to sit here and let CVS punk me. Who do they think they are? And, and you know what the funniest thing is when you take too long to pick up your medication, they send like a voice with like a, a stern message. Like, like it starts out, hi, this is, you know, CVS calling for a prescription pickup for Ernest. Very polite and pleasant. And by the end of the week, if you haven't responded, you know, the voice changes. Hey, this is CVS with a final warning. You have you know, 24 hours to pick up your medication or we will shell. Listen, don't call my fucking phone with that nonsense. That tough guy stuff. Everybody's a tough guy, man. I'm, I, I might be the wrong one to F with. <laughs> the nerves of CVS. And it's my bad. It's my bad because there's a way when you first get phone service, cell phone service, that is, um, to avoid setting up your voice mailbox. Most people these days leave their phone number on their automated uh, answering machines these days uh, with cell phones. Hi, you've reached area code blah, blah, blah. Five 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 one two one two. Leave a message. But there's ways to avoid that, where if someone calls, and after a certain amount of rings, they're left to hear, this server has yet to set up a voicemail, you know, system, or has yet to set up their voicemail, and it disconnects you. I need to be on that type of time. When you call my phone, you don't even get the, the automated voice. This mf didn't even set up his voicemail. Try again and just disconnect your ass. The only reason I didn't do that over the course of the last few years is because of all my little engagements and 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 keeping my phone open. You know, hey, listen, I I stepped away. As everyone knows, I was working from home. I was taking a lot of calls. I was trying to set things up with with mom and pop bookshops and 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 I was so I needed to keep my phone open 
for the just in case. There were a lot of uh, there was a lot of interaction at that time. But had I, you know, thought this through after that. 2018, summer 2018, after that, had I thought it through, I would have absolutely found a way to just leave my voicemail pretty much silent. After five rings, you don't get jack. Not even a courtesy, leave, leave a message. None of that. So that's my bad. I, I, I take full responsibility for not fully understanding technology. CVS. Let's move on. You know, over these last few weeks, uh, it's been almost a month since the last episode. Uh, been tied up, a little, little, little busy as everyone else, you know, tends to be. Uh, also a little lazy, not going to lie, just taking some things in, doing more evaluating of human beings and their behaviors. Uh, trying to make the correlation between sun, summer, and the human psyche. What am I talking about? You know, just seems like everyone acts stupid once it gets hot. I don't know what it is. We know the sun is good. It's good energy, vitamins, all that good stuff. But I just, I just find more ignorant behaviors once the temperatures rise. These doofuses on their motorcycles, just speeding through residential neighborhoods. You know, 25 mile power is the uh, typical speed limit in residential hoods. These dudes are doing 45 and 50 and revving up their engines at 7 a.m. on a weekday. It's it's it's, it's stuff like that. It, it's, it's stuff like that that really grinds my gears. People were locked up for a whole year pandemic time they are ready to bust loose the behaviors are 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 second to none this this time around scantily clad women i mean i've seen some pregnant women outdoors you know petite uh big bone it doesn't matter they got on the tightest of whatever and, and they're letting their stomach show, look, I'm pregnant, and I got on some biker shorts and the latest pair of sneakers, and my hair's done, and my nails are five feet long. Everyone is out there. Kids wilding out. They don't know what's, what to do. They don't know if they're going to be in school this fall. They, who knows? Who knows if we'll get, we'll get hit with another pandemic in the next couple months? I'm sure something is looming. Now, around my parts, it's been pretty smooth. Again, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. But when I look around and, and just watch little news clippings and New York City's just wilding out right now, it, it's just the wild, wild west out there. Shoot them up, bang, bang. Everything's on camera and these guys are still out there just shooting them up. Like a nice, you know, Western uh, flick from back in the day. I'm seeing people get shot in broad daylight in front of their kids and and 
oh man, it's 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 insane what's going on in the inner cities. I can only hope everyone's safe. But I mean, what do you do? Do you just become a, a, a hermit and just stay home all day? And not enjoy outdoors if you're in the city? You might step out 1 p.m. to, you know, get a bite and, and have to dodge bullets. People were dying to bust their guns for a whole year. Women were dying to show off. I, I've never seen so many bellies before. Young and old. There's no more dress codes. That's out the window. And I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to be any moral cop, but I mean, F it. Maybe I am. There's no more rules, man. Everyone is doing them. Answering to no one. I'll answer to the to the man upstairs when I'm dead. That's that's the mentality. Nobody wants to walk on eggshells anymore and and second guess their appearance before they step foot outdoors. I don't give a crap. My belly's out. I'm seven months pregnant. I'm wearing the tightest of tightness I can find. And I'm getting the longest of lashes I could throw in my eyes and I'm gonna look glamorous. And dudes are just dudes, I'm sure. I don't really, you know, I don't really mess with too many guys as far as, you know, hangouts. I, you know, it's just things have changed now. So I just watch. Everybody's too cool for school now. I, I saw kids walking down the street the other day with their mom and, and couldn't tell the mom from the kid. Because, you know, same look, physique, same type of attire, barely anything on. There's no one setting the bar. So it's summertime. And not only are you fighting, you know, with human beings, you're fighting with these pesky insects. It's not even July in my leg. I can't even wear shorts. These mosquitoes were, were, were held up last summer, I guess. They, they, they were starving. There weren't many people outside last year this time. Now they're tearing my ass up. I got to spray off every day. Come on now. All spray. Who knows what kind of chemicals are going in my pores with that. But these guys are relentless this summer. And we're technically only a few days in the summer. But these mosquitoes were dying to get out there. Everyone's outside now, wilding out. Cats, rodents. I, I'm afraid to even know the rat count in New York City right now. I don't even... I'm, rats are probably in a restaurant dining with, 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 with regular folk. Because they were starved last summer. People weren't out littering. Yeah, let me get a table for two for, uh, you know, Mrs. and Mr. Rat. It's a, it's a damn comedy show out here.
And speaking of summertime, I heard a very alarming conversation between two women recently. Uh, I'm not going to share the location in case they are listeners of this podcast. Uh, there's a slight chance they could be, or at least one of them, one of them, because one does know of my book. So who knows? And is also a podcast listener. So I'll leave it at that. But I may have even said too much with that, but F it. Let's just go with it. But I heard a very alarming conversation about showers and the amount of showers these individuals take per week. And folks, let me let me just tell you, it was scary. It was scary. Now, I'm not here to shame anyone because we're all individuals and everyone pretty much knows their body odor and 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 how to operate and i'm hoping people have learned although i don't feel that confident with this uh declaration but people know of proper hygiene and know what's sanitary and unsanitary and things of that nature i'm hoping crossing fingers crossing toes but to hear two females discuss the lack of showers was scary. And I promise I won't get too deep into this because I don't want to throw up in my mouth as I attempt to record. But I'm familiar with with some of these things because I know, I know just based on history that everyone, not everyone, I mean, not say everyone, but certain people won't do certain things daily. Listen, when I was growing up, especially as a kid, maybe pre-teenage years, you know, early teenage, like 12, 13, whatever, there might be some weekends I wake up and not brush my teeth. I'm here to say it. I have pretty teeth, despite the fact that I'm going through hell over the last few years with, with you know, all my little issues you know, uh, with, with my wisdoms and cavities and root canals and all that nonsense. But there may be a Saturday I wake up and I'm hanging out with one of my guys, sp spent the night and we wake up, turn the video games on and we're eating pop tarts and wrestling. And next thing you know, it's 3 p.m. and I haven't brushed my teeth yet. And it's a 95 degree summer day. And I don't know, I'm not in the mood to go out. So I stayed home all day. The evening gets here and I'm having dinner and I've gone 24 hours without brushing my teeth. I'm here to admit there's been times as a kid I, I, I did that. Not many. But when I moved with my mom and, and lived in, in Brooklyn, New York, and was around people around you know my age and had more, more loosey-goosey, I, I did things like that. Hell, it may have even been a day I, I missed a shower. I'm home all day, but I washed up or something like that. But as an adult, I don't play those games. I don't play those games. And nor should you. Now, if you're in the privacy of your own home and you do what you do, cool. But when you're out in the public daily, work per se, 
you're doing your colleagues a disservice by coming in and hoping we don't get a whiff of your funk. Just shower. Growing up, I remember hearing that women, mainly my grandmother would talk this way, that women should take baths just based on the woman's body compared to the male. Sometimes you want the water to get into the certain areas of the of the female that a shower really can't get into. And I'm not a female, so I, you know, I'm not here to really confirm that that's how it should be done. But to hear two adults say, hey, "Listen, there's some days I don't shower," scared me because, you know, one of these individuals you know, has a partner. They announce it all the time. So that's how a lot of us know there's another person in the home. And that couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. I don't need you looking like a supermodel, a magazine model. I I, I don't need all that, but after a long day, you know, I, I kind of want you to rinse off a little bit, perhaps. Because there's always a stigma with men that men are filth and dirty and don't clean up after themselves and pissy drawers and leave the toilet seat up and peeing all around the toilet. That, that wasn't this guy. And I dare anyone challenge me on my manhood. Uh, you know, doesn't mean because I played sports, I was a man. Just I didn't participate in those stereotypes with men. I enjoy cleaning up. I'm a neat freak. I don't I don't leave underwear and shirts and things all over the floor and and expect a woman to clean. I don't I don't operate that way. And I get sick and tired of hearing Certain dudes that behave that way. If you hear dogs in the background, my apologies. They're cutting up too. The whole damn planet's cutting up. But anyway, yeah. So it's 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 rare. You know, I grew up around a lot of women. It's rare to hear women kind of champion not cleaning themselves. Hey, uh, uh, I was telling so-and-so I'm not taking a shower today. For what? I don't want to dry out my skin. I want my natural oils and scent to, you know, dominate my, my body today. Okay, have fun. It's 90 degrees out. You do you if that's what you know, works best for you. But if you come in around me. And I smell something, I may ask a question. And I'm smart enough to word it in a way where you have no clue that I'm throwing shots at you. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a, a crafty way to, to, to ask if you wash your ass. I'll figure it out. I don't think anyone should be having conversations about why it makes sense not to bathe, not to clean, at least not openly. Have that in privacy, not in a public place where men are around. 
come on, man. It's summertime. I don't care if it's 30 degrees out. Clean yourself. Very scary to hear that. And I said, I, I won't get too deep into it, so I'll stop it at that. Blech. Goodness. I'm not even asking people, because I know certain people aren't into deodorants and lotions and perfumes and colognes. Certain people don't want that stuff on them. I mean, it's not like you're really cologne. You're not putting on your skin, but some people feel the need to do that. I always have cologne. I always wear deodorant. It's not because I think I'm better than you. It enhances the smell good. Soap is cool and I love it. But there's nothing wrong with two squirts of cologne on my shirt. It, it's, it's a part of the package of, of, of me. One or two swipes of deodorant for me. I don't, I don't overdo it, but I'm not a heavy sweater under my arms. I don't even have a lot of hair under my arms. But it's just, it's in your brain. It's ingrained in me. Because these were, the underarms is, is a musk area. When you're a teen going through puberty, that's one of the first areas that you, you smell yourself. Like, ooh, what was that? Oh, I need to hop in the shower. So why would a grown person not exercise that, that their right to smell good around humans? If you live out in the boondocks and you don't, you don't really interact with people, do you. But don't be around me smelling. Please, not, and not in the summertime. And you can't be a female doing that. You just can't. Forget dudes. You can't, you can't be looking pretty on the face and, and you ain't bathed in two days. Sorry. You know, I'll never forget being an 11th grader and having a journalism teacher tell me, hey, Ernest, don't become a journalist. His name escapes me at the moment, but I did really well in his class and I really liked him as a teacher. Uh, he actually wrote for a small newspaper in the town he lived in before moving to Brooklyn, New York at the time. I don't remember the town, but I remember seeing his newspaper and his articles uh, that he brought into class. And I was fascinated, fascinated. For any new listener, journalism was always my thing coming up. That was a lifelong goal of mine to become a journalist of some sorts, whether sports, whatever. Uh, and of course, I failed miserably. Loser. Nonetheless, that was a goal. Because I didn't think sports, playing sports professionally was was in the cards. I, I just, I knew my limits. As good as I was playing basketball and baseball, uh, I knew there was a slim chance. I didn't have the, the right people around me to take me to that next level uh, athletically. Uh, nor did I have the desire by myself. Uh, I'm one of those people, especially back then, I need a good group of people, two or three, that have the same interests where we can push one another and, and, and drive each other uh, in any area in life. And then, you know, maybe been one at that time. 
who was equally good as I, but he was younger. Um, and then the other ones were kind of like, eh, you know, they could take it or leave it. So nobody had like a desire, a strong desire to to make it professionally. So around 10th or 11th grade, I knew, even though I was still like playing Little League Baseball at the time, or I guess at that stage it's called, uh, it's not Little League because you're like 15 and 16, but um, I was playing organized baseball at that time, still holding on, still holding on. But the journalist teacher uh, or the journalism teacher told me, hey, listen, this is not the best industry for you or many others because they don't pay jack crap. But I was like, man, I'm a good writer. And, you know, this is what I want to do. I would love to write in newspapers. And, and yeah, you just got to pay your dues, though, Ernest. And it takes years to really get to where you want to get to. You might come out of college, get you a little gig, and, and you'd be making 23000 a year. No knock to anyone making that kind of money. But when you get a degree and stuff, you're obviously not thinking about those kind of salaries. But you got to pay your dues. So I say all of that to say, you know, the good thing about writing a book, and I don't know if other writers can attest to this, but you learn certain vocabulary along the journey. I was always sound uh, when it came to articulating myself. Uh, I'm a fan of using good English, although I grew up in areas and grew up around people where, you know, we use slang because that's just what it is. And I, I was comfortable doing both. I knew how to pick my spots. I can hang with the fellas and, and, and use all kind of words that were trendy at the time, fat and dope and fresh and, you know, the bomb. I'm dating myself, but you get my drift. Now nah, I mean, know what I'm saying? You feel me? All, all all that lingo? Yeah. That's that's just that was regular. Regular smegler. But you put me in a work environment and I can turn into Carlton Banks and and all those guys. Brian, you know, Brian Gumble, all of them. Snap of a finger. Why? Because I enjoyed reading and I enjoy intellect. So I know how to mix and match. I knew if I ever got into a profession where I was on television and hey, listen, my pops used to record me at, at a young age and talk sports with me. He would hold the camcorder and, and just ask me random questions, you know, just fire questions away. Hey, how do you feel about so-and-so? A lot of pops back in the day did that stuff when they had kids. And just film them and, and and I'd be on camera. I wasn't really happy about being on camera, but I'd just give them my thoughts on sports. I, I wish we had that footage. I'm sure he doesn't. Point being, I knew how to articulate myself under the circumstances. There's no need to sound like Brian Gumble when you're around a group of guys hanging out, playing ball, talking trash. I'm not going to use any 13 letter words when I can use a four letter word and, and get the point across. <laughs> I'm comfortable doing both as I get older. Yeah, I, I, I prefer just being me. So it's it's a it's a good mix. 
I don't really do the heavy lingo and I certainly don't do today's lingo. But I'm also not looking to impress anyone with big words. For what? So it makes me cringe when I watch certain sports personalities on television these days. I'm looking at Kendrick Perkins in particular. Those who watch sports, basketball in particular, may know who he is, former NBA player. Those who are unfamiliar, I suggest you Google his name, Kendrick Perkins. I look at guys like him and I, I, I cringe. I get upset at my, my, my underachieving ass because he's taking the place of a guy like me and others who aspire to be in those roles. And he's only taking the place because he's a he's a mouthpiece. He was an okay NBA player, nothing to write home about. He had a pretty decent career as far as longevity. Never really amounted to much. And when I say that, I mean, listen, he made the NBA. That means he was one of the best players in the world. That's an achievement I can't say that I've accomplished. But he played his role and he was supposed to just go into the sunset after his career. And somehow he got a television gig. And when you hear him enunciate words and speak, and it's not just him, there's plenty of them on television. But it's like, how did he get this gig? How do you come on television talking this way, speaking this way? You see how me just saying talking it made me cringe because I used the wrong word in that context. It's speaking. He wouldn't have caught on to that. I'm sure of it. But these athletes, and I'm only singling him out because he's the first guy that pops up. Because I usually tune these dudes out. But these athletes, man, they get these gigs. They snatch these gigs away from, from aspiring college graduates. Or, or, or people who maybe not have even graduated college, but just speak well and know the sport. And they, they, they prefer the athlete who, who's been in the trenches where they can get more analysis from because this person was in the locker room. But that's unfair. He's taking food off the plate. Of, of a 23-year-old of a who graduated with flying colors and, and is struggling working in his town for, for a local newspaper or, 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 you know, a local affiliate channel that maybe 30,000 people watch. And he's only, in, he's only on on Saturday nights or, or Sundays at 6 a.m. And he's going to have to really grind these next 10 years and hope that a, a ESPN or a Fox Sports can find him. But Kendrick Perkins can play ball and, and play bully ball and look mean and menacing on the court, retire, do a couple things, and bam, land an ESPN gig. Now he's on my television five days a week frowning and bearded up and 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 screaming and probably making a nice little penny and that's what society has done they reward the entertainer and it's on 
fair. He is no different than me. I got I got guys who I grew up with who to this day can can run laps around, you know, certain athletes that are on television right now. I mean laps and and never played besides for fun, never really played sports. At least, you know, I played organized sports and leagues. These guys don't even do that, but they I dare you question them on, on their knowledge. I dare you. Not only will they articulate themselves accordingly, they're historians. They know their sports front to back and can easily take the role of a Kendrick Perkins. But there's no shock value with those guys that I grew up with. Because they're not ex-athletes. Ex-pros. They're not screaming and shouting. Kendrick Perkins should be featured maybe once a week. If that. At least a guy like Stephen A. Smith speaks well. As, as annoying as he is and has become, he speaks well. It's good representation for the black male on television. And I can applaud that. Shannon Sharp has improved gradually over the years. Didn't think he'd be a, a on-air personality, but he, he's done well. He's done okay. Not really to my liking, but it's okay. It's better than Kendrick Perkins. There's a lot of people I applaud. I applaud the Grant Hills, ex-NBA player. You know, there's some, some Harold Reynolds on MLB Network. I applaud those guys. I like how they present themselves. Even Matt Barnes does a pretty good job when he's on there. I'm leaving out a few other people just because I'm not big on these sports shows like I used to be. But man, it's it's just not fair how the entertainer is constantly rewarded. Because they were in your favorite film or they were on your favorite team or they did something. They made a certain amount of Alex Rodriguez, one of my favorites on air. He's vilified everywhere. People cannot stand him. He probably did a lot of that himself, caused a lot of that himself, but he speaks well on air. He gets his point across. It, it, it's, it, it flows. It's fluid. Kendrick, listening to Kendrick Perkins is like someone scratching a chalkboard with, with Freddy Krueger nails or, or, or scratching styrofoam. It, 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 it sends chills through my spine and it's unfair, but we constantly in this country reward the entertainer. And I'm going to say it again. That's why everybody has a podcast. That's why everybody has a YouTube channel. Everyone's trying to get big because it doesn't matter anymore. The grind is different these days. People want instant success. Kendrick Perkins didn't have to grind. He grinded as a, as a pro to reach the peak, which is the NBA. But he didn't have to grind in the broadcasting world. He had to probably audition with a few other people. But if he didn't get the gig, he already made millions. He reached his pinnacle financially. I don't know if it was his life dream to be a broadcaster like it was mine at one point. He just got the gig because he's a face. He's a familiar face. 
what, what is it that people don't understand about this? These guys don't don't have to grind. That's why it's easy to just make a YouTube channel and 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 just shoot the breeze and, and copy trends and and next thing you know you, you you're the next sensation. No one thinks about the humble beginnings though. Because no one wants to put in that work. They want the instantaneous success. So kudos to Kendrick for finding his lane or being rewarded this opportunity that thousands of others are probably dying for and are working their asses off for. Kudos to him and others like him. Do I sound bitter? Perhaps. Perhaps. Because I know it takes a lot of work. And I'm not saying that I'm angered by Kendrick Perkins. You know, he's not taking my spot. I, I never really got to this point. I, I switched a few things around when I was in school. You know, I, I swapped from journalism to communications to, yeah, I was all over the place. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was at a standstill. But I'm thinking about the others that 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 strive to be the best in this field. And they got the crumbs. They had to create little blog sites with very little traffic and they had to, you know, whore themselves out on social media to get some traction. And, and these athletes don't have to do all of that. Play a few years, you know, be known for something or known for nothing, but have a, a certain distinct, uh, uh, I don't know, distinct detail about yourself hairstyle or tats or 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 facial hair or j just be known for something and you can get a gig on television it's as simple as that so it makes me just shake my head that's all i've been doing the last 20 years is shaking my head i don't i don't know if i've been satisfied at all i don't know what that says about me but kudos kendrick perkins <laughs> And that's all for now. Tune in next month for episode 53. And before I go, don't forget to think big, dream big, and for goodness sake, wipe down your bathroom mirror. And that's all for now. Tune in next month for episode 53. And before I go, don't forget to think big, dream big, and for goodness sake, wipe down your bathroom mirror.